You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real, with Ray Zander, your guide, coach, and best gal pal. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Everyday Attraction with your feel-good sisters. This is Ray. And this is Heather. And we're here to help you float your boat. (laughs) You know, uh, we love to come together each week on this show called Everyday Attraction and talk about the gorgeous, delicious, beautiful law of attraction in a way maybe you've never heard it before. If you're familiar with some of the leading edge teachers like Abraham Hicks and some of the wonderful Unity teachers who are all talking about this consciousness explosion, then you're going to be right at home. If this is new to you, welcome. You have attracted some interesting stretching of what is considered and what is known as your law of attraction, your ability to co-create and create with the universe. Um, And Heather and I are, well, we're just aficionados at this, aren't we, Heather? (laughs) (laughs) We love to play with these laws. We have learned that a light heart and lots of laughter and lots of fun is what we came here to do and that our spiritual lives also follow that trajectory of lightheartedness, of fun, of focusing on what we're wanting and leaving everything else by the side. We're really understanding in a deep way that the universe is simply a reflecting pond And it's giving back to you what you're giving it. And that's good. That's really Uh good information. Um, And uh, so tonight, we're today, we're recording it a little late, but we're going to say today, (laughs) we're going to talk about a new concept that the Abrahams are coming through with. Well, it's not really a new concept. It's just some new verbiage that's helpful. They have started talking about, and again, we're talking about Abraham-Hicks, the wonderful Esther Hicks and Jerry, um, and the work that they do over at Abraham-Hicks.com. They have introduced recently this concept of wobble, and it goes along with a lot of um, what we've been talking about and hearing from them in this idea of a vortex and a high-flying disc. But they're, they're talking about this idea that there are two kinds of thoughts. This is really interesting. I love the simplicity of this. There are wobbly thoughts, which simply mean you're not quite sure about it. There might be some lower emotion moved in. There could be some worry, doubt, and fear behind the corner. Wobbly thoughts are the thoughts where whenever you think about them, your energy starts to sink. You start to entertain lower emotions and you can just feel that you're not stable. 
you're not true, you're not on track. Those are wobbly thoughts. Isn't that fun? What did you think so, when you first heard that? I, well, I was thinking about the weevils wobble, but they don't fall I down. No, I was thinking of that too. <laughs> and I think I, I think these are just like what maybe we would call sticking points or um, button pushing. You know, top like topics that are a little too sensitive. Yeah. For for me, the wobbly ones would be like if if you feel like you've had this issue with money your whole life, like money would be a wobbly issue for you or yes. relationships or yeah, that and place that you're not as like certain. There's not as much certainty for you. Yes. Where no one can talk you out of your good. So, and then a wobbly free thought is exactly what it sounds like. It's that place in which no one can really, you can't really be questioned. You're kind of bulletproof on it. You're kind of stable. You know it. It's it, You've had so much experience around it or you you know it at a place where it's beyond believing. It's into that that knowing realm. Um, or, you know what? I, for parents, I think for parents, it's like knowing that you love your child. Somebody's not going to convince you you don't love your child. Like there's no way in the world, somebody's going to talk, tell you, you don't love your child, you know? So there's that like complete knowingness. And I, I love that concept because I feel like that's one topic that people can just always use as a confidence. I mean, it doesn't work for people that don't have children, but we all have children on some level, like we're our own child, you know, on the inner level or we're the child of the universe or something. But that's one of my favorite ones. Yeah. The other one that I find very wobble free for me is nature, like trees. Mm -hmm. Trees are really solid for me. I don't go, I worry about trees. No, I don't. They're good. They're so good. They're so awesome. They're so beautiful. They do so much for us. And I had attracted a a TED talk that I talked, that I watched um, TED, technology, entertainment, education and design. Um, TED.com, if y'all don't know it, but there was this whole thing on trees and how much trees actually do for us and how much they are helping the planet and the vibration that they are. And it was, it was like, oh yeah, that's just adding to my wobble free understanding of trees, but also nature, nature has that wobble freeness. If you can focus on, you know, the abundance and the purity and, you know, the kind of, um, endlessness that nature provides, that energy that has been here long before us and will be here forever and ever. So what I, I think why why this is interesting when it comes to the law of attraction work is what they're what the Abrahams are talking about and, and it's so powerful and so simple, which is what we love about them. Um, if you can focus more on your wobbly free thoughts longer in the day, your entire world will shift in as little as 30 days. This is their 30 day money, money back guarantee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, this Which is the same thing as saying focusing on what is working or because that's wobble free. It is. It is absolutely. And milking it. But was it, what was interesting about the whole wobbly co- concept was I started to really fine tune, um, like everything I was thinking, I was, suddenly giving it a wobble meter, you know, and I'd find myself thinking about something and it would suddenly occur to me, wow, this is kind of wobbly. And it wasn't, then the the practice was not, okay, now I'm going to talk this subject into being wobble free. That is not, let us repeat, that is not the solution here. Um, Really, it was shifting focus completely. It was a situation where 
that topic was dropped and moved, but you can't, you know, can't think nothing. So having this maybe five, maybe 10 um, wobble free thoughts or realms of thought that you can have in your vibrational pocket to pull out any time is really an incredible practice. It's the everyday takeaway practice that I really want to um, to seep in today and really get clear as to what you can do um, from from the moment you wake up and and start this practice. But there is, you know, Heather, there seems to be a um, a real diligence, though, a real commitment because we talk about a lot on this show what happens with momentum. That, yeah. you know, if you get into a wobble free zone and you build momentum, as you've talked about, you know, elevators will open even before you get to them. And, you know, things open up and rendezvous points happen and extraordinary days unfold. That's momentum. But in the same way, it works with wobbly thoughts as well. That if you start down a, a you know, a trajectory of that, you're going to start to um, get a lot of momentum and it's harder to shift it. So, that's that's sort of the practice that I know we've been Heather and I've been talking about this sort of this commitment to really drop people, places, and things that are wobbly. <laughs> and oh yeah, you know. <laughs> it is a commitment. It's a discipline. It's a commitment, and yet it totally makes sense because you know I always think about working out. You don't go to the gym one day and think you're going to have this like really ripped body. You know, it's going to be practice, 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 you know, discipline. But I don't, it's it's actually kind of fun though. Isn't it kind of fun to change the trajectory and, and shift your mind and look on to that thing of what is working and what is wobble free? And it's very freeing. Absolutely. It's, it's like a hall pass. It's like a hall pass to joy because you get this, this sort of, um, real truth practice that says if you get what you focus on and you're only going to focus on, you know, the wobbly free bits, um, life is not only fun at the, at, at the destination, it's fun all the way to the destination. See, yeah. you know, there's, I think there's this false premise that we have, um, that we have to wake up from as human beings. Um, that that somehow it's pain, 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 and then ha oh, ha awakening. <laughs> you know, it just doesn't work that way. That's never. That's not how it works. It it may be portrayed that way in Hollywood movies, where you know they dig a deep, deep hole, and then you know in the last minute get out of it. But that's not what we know to be true about the universe and energy and the vibration. And, um, you know, that that's where we want to kind of shake our heads and remember that there is a different type of structure that really, truly is what you focus on, what you put out is what you get. And if you believe that and you really not only believe it, you've moved into the knowing of that, then this idea of only focusing on, you know, wobble free bits makes a lot of sense because, well, some people will say, well, you got to focus on your problem sometime. Yeah. You know, contrast happens. And we're, we're talking about today, this concept of, of step four living, which is what Abraham is talking about in sort of that, that next phase of your spiritual relationship. I want to say your spiritual maturity 
in that you can still be in the face of contrast and stay deeply connected to source. And even though um, there may be some wobbly things being introduced, you've practiced your stability so much so that it doesn't really throw you off your game. It's not like you're creating grand canyons of contrast, right? It's not like, right. you know, like there was a time. Yeah, raise yeah. What raise your hand? Like, like you know, tell the truth. You know what I mean? There was a time where we were all creating some pretty big Grand Canyons of contrast, and that was our yeah. process. God bless it. That was our process. You know, um, but for many of us, that reminds know. me. Go ahead. That reminds me of a conversation about um, I had when I was my daughter was four months old, and I was in Hawaii, and my girlfriend wanted to introduce me to Wayne Dyer. And we ended up, he, he answered our fan mail on the last day of our event and um, met us out on the beach. And we had this long conversation standing out in Maui talking to Wayne Dyer. And he said, you know, some people think that I don't experience anything contrast or anything. He's like, but what's really true is it just happens less frequently for shorter periods of time. And I'll always remember that because that's what it feels like for me. It's like we're never going to not have it at all, but it's just that we can choose how long we want to ha- ha- be in it and and how far and few between. Exactly. And we get to practice um, one of my favorite topics lately is, is the art of surrender. And that is not giving into something. It's allowing what's happening to move through you without resistance, without judgment, without having to do a pro and con list or have a conversation or do whatever we have to do. They resist what's happening. We actually see things happening as a movement and we, you know, allow it to flow through so that we surrender to the circumstance and the blessings are seen and the expansion points are seen much faster than if we struggled and pushed against and waved our fist at God, why me, you know, all of that. Uh, I think that contrast becomes um, part of, of the kneading of the dough. You know, it becomes a natural part of the preparation of what is going to be baked in, into who you are. And, um, and, and then in that sense, it all, as we've talked about before, is joy, um, even in the midst of despair, which sounds crazy in some ways, but if it's that deep grace that settles into that, that part of your DNA that says, even though you can only see a part of what's happening, you can only see as far as your senses will allow you. There is something deeper going on that you can trust and, you know, hold on, (laughs) hold on, it gets better and better and better. So, um, so we're gonna, we're really going into this wobble free living, this step four living another way. And and again, it it is all about the whoop whoop to the Abrahams uh, that we want to focus on today, because we do find that Esther, especially since Jerry's transition, not passing, we want to focus on Yeah. They actually call it the day he didn't leave. <laughs> the day he didn't leave. Can the day just, he didn't yeah. leave is the way they describe it. Mm-hmm. I love that. And and what a gift that whole story has been to all of us who've been following it, that that Jerry and Esther's relationship has gotten richer since his transition. I mean, it was rich. Don't get me wrong. It was all good. But, but I think she is really introducing – Um, and waking us up to the fact that there is no, really, there is no end. And people don't go away. They don't go Mm -hmm. away. 
and they really become more and more present here. And and actually, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, Heather might have some things to share about that because mm. there's been some exciting things <laughs> in her work. And um, but also this excitement of of knowing that the non physical is really so very much involved in what we experience as the the sensory life, and that we by by really focusing on wobble-free thoughts, we get to allow that energy more clearly and fully into our lives. And that is where it gets to be quite a ride. You're listening to Everyday Everyday Attraction with your feel-good sisters, Ray and Heather. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll be talking about more ways that you can step extraordinarily into your extraordinarily ordinary life. (laughs) We'll be back after the break. Are you saying to yourself, I'm going to focus on me starting Monday, or right after the holidays, or on my next birthday? Well, we are here to say, don't wait another moment. Your health is the most important gift you have for yourself and those you love. Start now to become a more vibrant, healthy human being. Take that critical first step and join us every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Central on Awaken to Your Best Health. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. state of change, a period of transition? Perhaps you simply don't know which way to turn, or you want guidance on taking that next step in your personal or professional life. You can activate the power of yes with Reverend Beverly Melander. As a new thought minister and next step counselor, she knows how to listen to where you are and help you get to where you want to be. With 20 plus years of experience, she offers spiritual counseling and affirmative prayer next step counseling for your personal or professional life, as well as resume writing and editing. To learn more about Beverly's counseling services, visit beverlymolander.net. That's Beverly, M O L A N D E R.net. Turn to Everyday Attraction and the Metaphysical Porch with your spiritual neighbor, Ray Zander. Have a sit, get something to sip, and let's get real. Spiritual. Welcome back from the break. You're listening to Everyday Attraction, as you just heard. Thank you, Unity.fm. Also, you can hear us on Stitcher if you're on the road and wants a cool mobile app for your car. And also, you can um, catch us now on Swell.am, or Swell is a- another app that you can download. And we are soon going to be on TuneIn. So TuneIn is going to be picking up the show here in a couple of weeks. So if you were a TuneIn fan, another great radio mobile app. But we're so happy that you're here with us talking about the 
delicacies of of law of attraction and the way that we can really um, start to build momentum around the creating uh, the life that we are here to live. And before the break, we were talking about what Abraham and Esther Hicks and Jerry have been helping us learn about the eternalness of us. And, um, you know, those of us who've been following them know that Jerry made his transition a couple of years ago now. I think it's almost been over two years. And since Uh then, um, you know, Esther has really uh, opened up her connectivity to Jerry and really allowing him to be fully in her life. Um, I would say even maybe even more consistently, consistently than he was when he was in the physical, <laughs> which sounds crazy, but I love the love story that continues on with them and the way that, yeah. you know, that continues to go Beautiful. and, yeah. And, you know, that kind of channeling and that kind of opening, you know, as many of you know, Heather is a channel and um, her her experience is continuing to open up. And and I, I thought it would be fun, Heather, to share a little bit about what you were experiencing with one of your um, one of your students that you were working with. And, and so tell us a little bit about what you've experienced about the infinite. <laughs> Yeah, the eternal experience. Well, I had um, the honor and pleasure, and it probably is an odd situation to say that about um, a very uh, dear person that I know whose husband passed away unexpectedly. um, And just, you know, I guess anytime somebody passes away, shocking, you know, young and vibrant, it's unexpected. And, um, she called and asked if I could channel him a couple hours. Well, it had been less than 12 hours after he had passed. And the first reaction was shock, of course. And then um, I had no idea if I was going to be able to channel him or not, because I'm so used to channeling the joyous ones, which is non-physical. And I have channeled people who have passed, but just accidentally, not on demand. Um, But he came through just moments after she asked and had a huge dialogue with his wife through me and I just watched the whole entire thing unfold and it was one of the most beautiful cathartic experiences I've ever I've never seen anything more beautiful in my life and he came through so vibrant he said all you have to do is go into your heart and I'll always be here and it was just this whole amazing experience but what I got was, you know, and Abraham talks about this too, that we're primarily vibration, but the way he showed it to us was it, it appeared to me, um, about we're like 85% vibration and about 15% physical. Um, and so he's kind of like, what's the big deal where the majority, you know, I'm still here. I'm 85% vibration. Anyway, the body was not that relevant is the kind of, I mean, and I don't want to be disrespectful or rude, but that's kind of the way he was expressing it. And um, he just was so much more alive. Like I'm happy. I'm peaceful. This is awesome. And we get to co-create together. Um, I'm, I'm right here right now. And we're going to do this. We're going to do this together. Like it was really clear that he didn't really need his body because he could use her body through her. So together, the two of them, their two vibrations could co-create through one body, really. 
I think it's so uh, wonderful to get beyond our five senses because so much of how we've been taught to be in the world is based on what we can hear and see and touch and taste. And, mm-hmm. and it's really so limited because we know that our eyes can only see certain types of, of infrared light and certain types of types of light and we can only hear certain types of sounds and so we know that we're limited in our ability to perceive but when we moved into the conscious realm we sort of bypass a lot of um, a lot of those limitations that are in our everyday experience and and I think that's that's really why we're talking about this wobble free life because you know, in order for Heather to do what she just explained or for Esther to bring in the Abrahams and, and to connect with Jerry in the way that she does, they they really have to be dedicated to um, connecting to source and staying focused on what, who and in, in what they really are. And yes, having some contrast, but not allowing that to drive who they are and how they are in the world. There is a commitment to, uh, you know, opening oneself up to that kind of, of energy. And I call it our spiritual entourage, but truly that it is what we all have. But the entourage cannot step in and, and really have its way with us and have fun with us if, if we're not clearing the decks, if we're not staying focused on those more sturdy thoughts um, and, and really letting everything else go. It, it, but, you know, as we talked about before, when you stop to let go of that stuff, you realize it's, it's joyful on the way to being joyful. And um, so thank mm. you, Heather, for sharing that. That was just extraordinary. And I know that that's a, you know, a big part of your expansion and, and what you've been doing to sort of open up your connection to source. Uh, of course. Beginning. Well, and I wanted to say one more thing, too, based on you're just talking and reminding me of something. So much has shifted in my life since I decided to put my connection to source to be the number one priority. Um, it used to be always a priority, but not the number one priority. And I just made a deliberate, creative choice to put my connection to source as my number one priority. And then everything else after that. And so I, I feel like there's a correlation between that choice and this ability and willingness to be open to receive. So thank you for pointing that out to me just now. <laughs> well, I, it is it is a momentum. It's not something you, you go from being um, closed and then open. And it's, it's not a quantum leap in that sense. And it is a practice. And but what fruits of your you know, quote unquote labor have come about to make the decision to really make the decision to step into these laws more fully in an everyday basis where you refuse, you really refuse to go into anything that doesn't serve you. And um, even even a little bit, you know, that Esther and Abrahams always say there is no bottom to that topic. But what's yeah. ex- what they talk about, though, which I think is so um, practical, is that you could have 10 things in your life and nine of them are going terribly wrong. And mm-hmm. one of them, just one, is going well. And if you took the majority of your attention and focused on what's going well, the other nine would come into alignment. And I think there's a part of us is like, uh-uh, because we didn't. We didn't focus in on the stuff that was wrong and make it right. But there again is that false premise that you cannot look at something as if it were wrong and expect it to come into right vibration. I mean, that's metaphysics, you know, at its core. 
we have to go to that place of being in rightness and then all yeah. things match that and become right. So, um, And before we change the topic too, I, there was something you said earlier I wanted to address about, you know, that we can only hear certain sounds and everything. And yet we know, we know that there's other beings like dogs that can hear different frequencies that we can't hear. Um, but we know it's possible because it's, you know, it's proven. Uh, proven. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that there are things that we can experience. Well, we, we can't know, but you know, they say we, we manifest vibrationally first and then physically later, but I want to invite everybody who's listening right now to think about an example of that because it happens every day, all day long about ways that you manifest something energetically first and then see it play out in the physical, whether it's five seconds later, five minutes later, five days later, whatever the timing, you know, we don't have any magical recipe about how much time in between, because that's where the gap is. However, we know that it's true. And so as we focus on one thing that we've manifested energetically first and then see it play out and we just focus on that knowing it's, it makes it so much easier. It's not so random, you know? <laughs> oh, absolutely. And, you know, it is one of those things too, where uh, it is a practice, but we're not really talking about living a problem-free life. I think that that to me is like the new news, the, That's the, the, key. the leading edge. It's because there was a time in this work early on where we all thought, well, the key was to just get in the vortex, stay there. And, um, and not to produce contrast, like keep contrast. from producing contrast. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And we would, and we would all have a, you know, quite a bit of, of ways to beat up on ourselves when we created quote unquote contrast, when things happened in a way that we didn't want them or, you know, things went haywire with whatever portion of our lives that came into some wobbling. And, and I think we would all kind of, Oh, I fell out of the vortex and Oh, I gotta, I was just gotta be more diligent with my intentions and I gotta do some more affirmations. I gotta do some more focus wheels. And, you know, we kind of got off off the idea and which is why I think um, that the Abrahams are moving into this idea of step four living, which is again, step one is you ask, step two, source says yes, step three, you move to the vibration of the yes so that it can come into the physical. But now step four living, which is something Esther really wanted Abraham to call that step four living, was being fully connected and still experiencing problems and controversy and even what might be considered tragedy on one level, um, be able to move through it with a grace and an assurance and a stability and a really deep focus to that non-physical entourage that you were talking about earlier that's ever, ever present that says, you know, we're, we're, something's happening here beyond what you might be able to perceive. Hold on, hold on. Um, so I wanted to play just before we, we have to go for another break, a quick part of this recent, um, Abraham workshop that was recorded. I believe it was in Albuquerque, 2014, where they started talking about this wobble free living and, and really trying to understand the practice of it. 
And uh, and again, you know, we're going to play just a little snippet, a little appetizer of of this workshop. And we encourage you to go to abraham-hicks.com, buy the entire workshop, get on their weekly or monthly um, CD list, sign up for one of the workshops. It's really some extraordinary learning happening. And, and if you're listening to this show, you're ready for it because you've, you found us. And um, so let us open this door even a bit wider for you. So let's listen to a little bit of this workshop and then we'll come back and talk about it some more. Here we go. just so incredible and when you because I really want to talk about step four yeah and step four is really what the steps are are you steeped enough in this to know what the steps are step one is contrast causes you to ask ask is step one you can't stop doing that you're just asking constantly step two is source answers what you're asking for or another way of saying it is once you send off that rocket of asking source becomes the vibrational equivalent of what you've asked for so when you ask for more money you become vibrationally in terms of this vortex more prosperous that's the part you argue with as in the vortex so I want it in my bank Vibrationally speaking, you become more prosperous. When you ask, it is given immediately. Step three is you got to find a way to release resistance in order to allow what you've asked for, which is already vibrationally there, to flow into your experience. That's what step three is. We call that the art of allowing. Allowing what you're asking for to be realized by you. So step three is really practicing thoughts, preparing yourself to be in a vibrational place that allows the path to occur to you. Thoughts, ideas, others, impulses, emotions, all early stages of your conscious awareness that this is happening. And then, of course, everything else comes through, too. So recently, we've been talking about how if you will try just a little bit, if you will care is a better way of saying it. You don't want so much effort, but if you will care about the way you feel, and you'll start in this wobble-free place that's easy for you to achieve once you find good-feeling things, easy things to think about. When you are awake and focused, law of attraction never ceases to respond to you. So momentum will increase. And as that momentum increases in the absence of resistance, you get into what we are calling like a high-flying disk. You're resistance-free, which means there's no wobble, and the momentum is getting stronger and stronger and that's when you begin feeling emotions like elation or fascination or strong interest or love or appreciation so once you're hanging out in that place a lot once that's the way others are defining you that's a happy person or that person is always eager or that person really thinks fast on their feet or that person seems really intuitive or that person's in the right place at the right time or that person's living a really good life once you are in that place where you're feeling good most of the time and of course negative emotion is a natural thing don't ask the impossible of yourself but if you're predominantly feeling good then you are on that high flying disc that's what we're talking about now when contrast introduces itself to you, and it will, it's a smaller wobble. You see what we're getting at? Mm -hmm. It's a smaller wobble of contrast. Mm -hmm. And that's what we want to call, that's what Esther insisted that we call step four. She just so likes the steps. <laughs> step four. Step four is 
feeling good. I'm understanding this so deeply. Nothing's a mystery to me anymore. When I watch others, when I see myself, as things manifest, as ideas occur, as I get into a group and I can feel us all having a good time and everyone's sort of tuned in, tapped in, turned on and ideas are flying and fun is being had by all. Step four living. So stable in your knowledge of the laws of the universe and most important part, so stable in your personal believing or knowing that you can stay stable that anything that you then give your attention to doesn't throw you off your game. So you keep it close to you. You practice it. You're steady there. Then you can turn on CNN. (laughs) We don't recommend it. But you could. You could see what's going on in the world and it wouldn't destroy your sense of well-being. You can put things into perspective and understand that well-being still abounds. You can acknowledge that everyone is the creator of their own reality and you can revel in the fact that you know that and your eagerness for them to figure it out. You can revel in your understanding that you never get it done and that you can't get it wrong. You can't get it wrong because you can't get it done. So we don't have to worry about fixing things. We don't have to worry about air pollution and water. Well, let's just put it to you this way. When you are worrying, you're not doing any of these things that we've been talking about. Exactly. And so when you say, I don't have to worry, Esther said the other day in her most clever of moments, the only thing to fear is fear itself, and that's terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) When you feel negative emotion, it means the same thing every single time. You're off your game. You're not in sync with what you really know. And that's why you feel bad. Worry is the way you feel when you're not synced up with what you really know. Worry is the way you feel when you focus in opposition to what you really know. Another way of saying it is, so you've launched these rockets and your path is moving you from where you are to where you want to be. That's the path. Now, you can move in the direction of the path or you can move in opposition to the path. When you worry, you're focused in direct opposition to what you want. You don't have to be at your destination in order to feel good. You just can't be moving in opposition to your destination. Your destination will keep moving on you. Have you noticed? That's step four living. Mm -hmm. It keeps changing. So step one is some contrast. I don't like that. I know what I don't want. I know what I do want. Launching the rockets. Source is all lined up with it. You find vibrational alignment with feeling good because you're not trying to solve the problem. You're focused upon things that are already going well. Now solutions begin flowing to you. In fact, step four living is like this. Solutions come in such quick response to your awareness of the problem that you don't even get a fix on the problem before the solution is there. From your position, it looks like the problem and the solution appear to you simultaneously. Oh, yeah. I like that. That's right. I like that, baby. We're going to take a quick break when we come back. We'll we'll just iron all that out so it's just super graceful and really available to you right here, right now. Stay tuned. We'll be back after the break. Just like life, grief is a journey, not a destination. Whether it is loss of life, 
relationship, security, or simply the process of change, have you given yourself permission to begin your journey of grief? Have you yielded to the gift of grace? Join Rev. Chaz Wesley every Thursday at 5 p.m. Central on a virtual navigation from grief to grace and explore new horizons of empowerment, significance, and support only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'll light a candle in your name. Pop culture is defined by the Oxford Dictionary as modern popular culture transmitted via mass media and aimed particularly at younger people. But can it be meaningful? Spiritual even? The hosts of Pop Conscious think it can be, and that it can be fun to explore, too. Melena Dawn and Stacey Macris Ross will be your amateur cultural anthropologists, examining pop culture and spirituality every Monday at 2 p.m. Central on Pop Conscious on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. been listening to everyday attraction where the law of attraction gets real to learn more become a fan of our facebook page search for everyday attraction or email us at everydayattraction@unity.fm your comments and participation are sincerely welcome Welcome back. Oh, we're so excited you're back with us here on Everyday Attraction with your feel-good sisters. And, ooh, I'm feeling good now. Feeling good mm. even now. Um, so we were just heard this this scrumptious moment uh, with, with Abraham Hicks again. That was a, a recent workshop talking about step for living and wobble-free living. We're all about... And I wrote down during that last segment, step three is wobble-free because step three Wobble. is wobble-free. Step four is not... See, that was what's interesting. Well, is, it depends you know, on how you handle it. <laughs> well, it the, could feel uh, wobble-free if you're really stepping four. Yeah, but I, I think part of uh, what's fun about step four is that the wobbles come, but they don't you don't fall down. There's that weevil's Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's you all, it's, it's uh, what do you call it, the way you look at it. Yeah. But this, this idea that, um, you know, really the first step in this whole process is to care, not effort, but really, really care about how you feel and find easy things to think about. I mean, it sounds so simplistic. You feel like, no, it must be more complicated. I must need to get a PhD in metaphysics to understand this. No, you simply have to find some things that feel good to think about because what we're trying to reach here is this resistant free state that feels like elation, fascination, interest, excitement, joy. And and I don't know if you heard that in the last segment, but they really said, and hang out there a lot. Because I think sometimes we will get into such resistance for, you know, a, a long period of time and we'll find a little bubble of contentment and then we'll be like, how come everything didn't shift? <laughs> you know? Right. It's that hang and out we there want it now. We want, it, we want to hang out there for 17 seconds and solve the world's problems in our mind. Yeah. <laughs> but there's that consistency and hang out there a lot. 
A lot. That negative emotion is natural. That's part of it. It's it's absolutely part of, of um, what's going on. But when you understand these laws so deeply, when you practice them and you're steady, then you can even turn on CNN. That was interesting, right? Then you can read the headlines. Because do you remember a part of your own practice, Heather, where you were like, I can't listen to anything negative. I can't read the paper. I can't listen on the television. I can't even be around negative people at all. Do you, does, do you remember a part of your life where it was just so much was about cutting things out in order to keep your, mm-hmm. you know? But now I, I feel like through this work, you don't have to quite be so um, focused on controlling the exterior because now you've got internal at the helm. Control. Yeah. You have, you're in the control, the control room is inside of you and you can turn the dial dial on and off or up or down. And on the other hand, I think we went from not wanting to be around negativity because we were worried it was going to affect us to, I don't want to be around negativity now because I don't have time for it because I'm too, I'm just, it doesn't intrigue me enough to give it my attention. Exactly. And then what ends up happening is, is that you zig when they zag, you know, you can't Mm -hmm. even find them and you end up rendezvousing with people who are really at their pinnacle of, of receptivity to you. I mean, you, you just, that's how you get ahead of it. And, um, you know, I had the extraordinary experience yesterday of, of having one of those rendezvous points where everything I wanted just turned up free, you know, like went to the spa and it was a free day and free champagne. And then I went to um, this wonderful fruit basket kind of farmer's market and got some delicious food. And as I was checking out out of the blue, the guy said, would you like a cold bottle of water? for your ride home kind of thing and gave me this, this, you know, bottle of crystal geyser. And it was just kind of funny where, you know, there it is. It's, it's just showing itself that there are rendezvous points of generosity and openness and, and people want to have fun with you. And if you can steady yourself and get there and revel in the knowing that it's never done, there's nothing to fix. Um, and it really becomes a practice where no one can talk you out of it anymore because you, you get the fact that something way bigger than you is going on and you're participating in it. Absolutely. Wasn't it interesting where they talked about, um, sort of the worry state in, and I think it's something that it's always worth coming back to because worry can be just a bad habit. Um, that we've picked up along our vibrational trail. I think there was a time in our evolution where we thought that worry was a way of loving. Um, Um, We thought worry was a way of of being empathetic and concerned. Yes. And we're waking up to the fact that although worry might be a part of the wobbling and might be a part of the contrast, sticking to worry really doesn't allow us to sync up with who we really are. And and there was just that, that one phrase that they said, I think that was so just gorgeous was, you know, worry is the feeling that happens when you're not synced up with who and what you really know. And they've said in another track, um, one of the, one of the least beneficial things you can do for somebody is worry about them. Yeah. It really says, I don't believe you're connected to source in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. you know, 
But I yeah, know- I doubt your ability to be connected or something like that. Which, yeah, you, there couldn't be anything worse you could say to somebody. I don't trust mm-hmm. that you're actually divine. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am, but you're not. I am. Right? <laughs> I'm feeling it, but you're not so much today. <laughs> yeah, but I, I love this idea that, that you know, the a feeling of worry is nothing more than this, the fact that you're not synced up. It's not like you're missing the boat or, you know, you're completely not getting what you need. You're just not synced up to what you really know and who you really are. It it seems sort of more of a mathematical equation. Oh, I'm just, Mm -hmm. I just gotta, I gotta mess with the dial a little bit here. I'm, I'm off. I'm not synced up. Um, and then worry can't, can't really come into the picture because it's in opposition, you know, to your true destination. But, but one thing that I thought was, was fun about that last part too, where they talked about step four living, where your destination will keep moving. Uh Why do we think that there's some end point here that everything's done and complete? And the fact that things are not done in your life simply means one thing. You're alive. Well, and, and whatever you mean by alive, because I think you're alive when you're not in your body too. So you're always alive. Like that eternal peace is so prevalent. I mean, they've been talking about this for a really long time and I've been getting it more and more and more. And they used to, when they used to say, you'll never get it done, I used to get frustrated. Like, what do you mean I'll never get it done? But that's what they mean because your point B is always moving. Yes, Your destination is always moving. So in that case, you'll never get it done. But the good news is because energy is always expanding, there's always something more, you know? And so there's no glass ceiling. There's no edge of the universe. Like when I was a little kid and I used to sit at and look at the stars and say, what's outside the edge? Is there a, is there a fence out there? You know, <laughs> cause there's, we, we think in finite ways, but it's, that the concept of infinity really only makes sense when we understand that we are primarily vibration and not physical. That's when it starts to make sense. Exactly. And I have to tell you, my five-year-old said to me the other day, because we're talking a lot about numbers and we're talking about how the fact that numbers never end. And that was a real big concept for him, this idea that it kind of goes on because everything else up to now has an end. It has some sort of beginning and end. And so he said to me, mommy, if, if numbers are infinite and go on and on, then so do we. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was like, of course, how is it possible that smart num- young man? <laughs> yeah, how are yeah. how are numbers better than we are? <laughs> how are? Yeah, how are they? How did they figure it out? And where and we end? That doesn't make any sense, right? And I thought it was just this, you know, the this this sort of divine, you know, understanding and the simplicity of it. Of course, we go on and on and on because, but but what I love about what the Abrahams are teaching us and and it's information that's delicious to have is that we continue to want and continue to set destinations even after we make our transition out of physical Um, and that we continue to very much engage in the physical world. And I think our languaging is so messed up. I mean, I do it all the time. It's we use, you know, you know, lost, passed on, you know, um, gone, um, all these these sort of words that have this finality and and it's like you said we don't want to disrespect the physical something shifts absolutely my goodness we cannot deny that um, but to really em- 
try to find new languaging for the continuation of, um, of who we are and the fact that you know, all of this energy is continuing to assist us in some wobble-free experiences, um, resistant-free experiences, and that that energy can only come to play with us when we're at that, that state. That's the only play yard they hang out in. Um, and I think that that is part of our next evolution of consciousness that he, as, as human beings, because we've suffered so much from this lack of understanding of our infinity and, and the fact that, you know, we go on forever and we can connect while we're here with those. I, lo- you know. I love what, uh, what Esther called it or what they came up with when Jerry transitioned. They said the day he didn't leave. And so it's such a great reminder of just because the body's no longer here, he didn't leave or they didn't leave. Yes. So it's that soothe. It's a soothing thing. You know, they always talk about that we're here to soothe and it's soothing to know that they're right here right now. And what the essence that I got from my, my friend's husband was that when you leave your head and you go into your heart, that's where I'll be. I'll be, I'll reside in that place where you come from a feeling vibration, not from a thinking place. You can't think me into existence, but you can feel me right there. Yeah, which tells us, again, that that is where all the spiritual juice and all the co-creative alignment happens. It is in that feeling heart space. And what may be a problem uh, on the mental side, on the mind side, and that is something that we bless and that we know is part of our experience. When we move into this wobble-free living, when we get into this step four existence where we're fully connected to the grace of source and experiencing contrast and experiencing problems on a global scale, on a, a micro scale and in the intimacy of our own lives, um, the solutions and the problems come flying in on the same dragon. You know, it's really interesting how um, that sort of concept that when we move into that place of allowing that the problems and the solutions are really the same conversation. Um, They're just just different perspectives of the same conversation. One side says something's missing. The other side says, no, all is well. Here is the um, the antidote, you know, and and I think that as the conversation of our planet and you know conversations in our personal lives continue to heat up, it's good for us in the metaphysical practice. Those of us who choose this as our as our belief system and our knowing can remember that that we want to look for the solution um, flying in on the same bird of the problem and to trust that and to know that and to know that the solution is coming from that broader perspective. It's not something we have to um, force or figure out or, you know, dig deeper into the problem. It simply flies in with the same ease to which the contrast showed up as a perspective. So that's kind of exciting, isn't it? Oh my gosh. Thrilling, thrilling, thrilling. And I, I, I feel like that the part that I love is the simplicity, you know, they keep it simple. And I've always thought about that kiss, you know, keep it simple, sweetheart. Yes. I ha- you know, people will ask me, well, how do I know what to trust? And how do I know how to decide? And how do I, you know, and I'm like, well, what feels better to you right now? What feels better right now? What feels better right now? And it's like in every moment you can decide based on what it feels and it, that's it. You don't need to go into like an analyzing and a figuring out and 
Um, but just to learn how to trust your feelings. It's so simple. <laughs> it really is simple. And, um, you know, we were talking before the show as we wrap up this evening about uh, endorsing and and um, I, I wasn't really figuring in on something specific. And, and you just reminded me of it, Heather, as you spoke. Um, I don't know if you all know the comedian Russell Brand. You probably do because he was married uh -huh. to Katy Perry and all that. Well, he has become quite the metaphysician as of late. And um, there's some fantastic YouTube videos of Russell Brand um, talking about spiritual living. And a lot of it's been flying around Facebook in the last couple of days. So if you have a chance, check it out because, you know, he has that wonderful way of taking the grit side of humor, but also um, pulling in the fact that we're ready for a revolutionary, evolutionary shift in understanding that we're way more than our minds are allowing us to, to think through and that there's so much more happening on different levels and that we can be humorous and be light and look for um, the solutions uh, right in on the prayers and the, and the dreams that we have for not only our individual lives, but for our planet. So, well, thank you, Heather, for spending the hour here talking about wobble free living because weevils wobble, but they do not fall down. <laughs> That's right. Feel good sister. <laughs> that was so much fun. And as usual, we uh, love to, uh, to interact with you. So check out our website at everydayattraction.com and, uh, and, you know, add your email address in there. And so that way we can follow you and you can follow us and all will be truly, truly well as it is. So have a wonderful week. Feel good sister. You too. Feel good. Thank you for joining us on Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. Join Ray every Friday at noon Central Time on Unity Online Radio for more ways to align with your source and start living the life you intended to live. Everyday Attraction is sponsored by Send Out Cards. Go to www.sendoutcards.com slash attraction and mail a free card that you personalize to someone you appreciate. Don't wait. Act on your promptings to appreciate today at www.sendoutcards.com slash attraction. Everyday Attraction is recorded live every Thursday at noon Pacific Time on Align Radio, alignradio.com. In jest, there is truth. Shakespeare made the line famous. And at Holy Rascals, we've taken it to heart. Join us at HolyRascals.com, a spiritual education resource and community of spiritual boundary crossers who are on a truth-seeking journey that doesn't shy away from humor and frank conversations. HolyRascals.com offers cutting-edge webinars, short online videos, and podcasts. Our featured teachers are inclusive, radical, and often funny people who embrace the common heart of all religions. Find us on Facebook or check out our upcoming programs at www.holyrascals.com.